Hello and welcome to Wake the F*** Up, a podcast about conscious living. I'm your host, Madison Palika, here to explore with you a holistic, healthy, and ethical way of life to help you gain awareness and self-empowerment. I hope to awaken humanity to the reality of the world as well as their own creative potential. Thank you so much for being here, and I love you. Hi guys, I have a lot to say right now. Um, so just bear with me. Um, as you know, I was very into New Age, and I recently have transitioned into following Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the true living God. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. We've got the pandemic going on. Places are going back into lockdown. Um, you see Joe Biden, the World Health Organization, United Nations, World Economic Forum, all using the same slogan, Build Back Better. Um, you see things like, I think it was the New York Times saying that this crazy conspiracy theory about the Great Reset is once again coming up. Oh, people are so crazy. And right next to it, you see the World Economic Forum saying the Great Reset a bridge to a more sustainable future, or whatever they're talking about. And you've been hearing about the vaccine with the chip, uh, the mark of the beast, all of these signs from revelations that have actually been appearing around us. There has been so much warfare. Um, the Democrats literally say we are in the battle for the soul of this nation. There's a lot of spiritual warfare going on, and not everyone is awake to it. But... I have been going deep into this spiritual journey with God lately and reading my Bible and, you know, doing these things. I have been also taking this online course with Nate and Christy Johnson called Grow. The one I'm doing is for prophetic reformers. It absolutely called out to me because even before I was brought to Christ, my journey and my heart, like my mission, what I have felt so called to for years now is heaven on earth, heaven on earth. And I don't think I really truly understood that until I actually started to read the Bible. You know, I was pursued by Christ and I ended up having a come to Jesus moment that I never <laughs> expected myself to have. I never thought I'd be back on this path. I had such a bitter taste in my mouth from leaving the LDS church. And, you know, I just, I didn't want any part of it. I thought that Jesus went along with white supremacy and all of these, you know, liberal talking points. But anyways, so... Um, recently I've also shared a video for my birthday. Uh, my only wish was for people to watch this video and to actually listen to it and just have an open mind and an open heart. It was Glenn Beck reading Archbishop Vagano's letter to Donald Trump. And he's talking about, you know, the new world order, the great reset, this battle of dark against light, all these different things. And he mentions in the letter about how people get annoyed at these apocalyptic overtones, but it's just undeniable. And, um, you know, with the election going on, the Democrats battling for the soul of the nation and 
you know, there's people in countries all around the world who are protesting and parading for Trump. Like there are other countries who love Trump because people can see that he stands for freedom. Um, I also shared a video not too long ago of a pastor or a preacher. I don't totally know the right terms yet. My bad. Um, I think his name is Sadhu or something like that. He looks Indian, but he is preaching and he's talking about God's judgment, which God, of course, is the ultimate judge. And I so far have only read the Old Testament, so I'm not totally familiar with the New Testament and the New Covenant, but I do know that God is the ultimate judge. And, you know, there's scriptures talking about, you know, he brings the rain or he brings the sun. Maybe he's bringing storms to not even punish you, which, yeah, punish you. Like a loving father would punish a child who is not doing the right things, you know. But he brings his judgment on people based on the way that they're behaving. And Sadhu, if that's his name, I hope it is, was saying that if we elect Trump president, if Trump is president for four more years, it's basically like God giving us four years of grace to repent and to return to him. And people have this whole mixed up um, theory of what repenting means and like, you know, I have to have God forgive me and please God. Which, of course, yeah, ask for his forgiveness. But really, repenting just means to turn away from sin, to return back to God, back to your life source. You know, if you're somebody who also is in the New Age spirituality, we love source. We love life source. That's all that repenting is, is turning away from things that kill your life source, that bring death. That's all sin is, is it brings death, is a disconnection from life, disconnection from the source of all life, of all creation. So Sadhu, I hope that's his name, is saying we could either have four years of Trump and we get four years of grace where we can really repent and get right with God or we're going to be getting judgment because we have been a nation living in wickedness, living in sin. And I don't think there's any denying that. I mean, you look at the depression, the anxiety, the suicide, the abuse, the abortion, murder, crime, all of the above. We're living in sin. All of this death and unhappiness is a result of us not being connected to God, not being connected to our true life source. So now I'll get started. <laughs> um, in this course that I'm taking, Grow, they each day have a different scripture, a verse for you to read and just to kind of reflect on what it means to you. And they gave me this verse from the book of Joel, and it was about like this locust army invading and how before things were so beautiful, like the Garden of Eden, and then after this army of locusts came through, everything was just dead and desolate. Even the animals were crying. They had no food and no water. And this was God's judgment. Um, and I didn't know the context because I'm not there in the Bible yet. So I read this and it was... I don't even know what it meant to me, but I did my daily journaling and my practices and then kind of went on with my life. And then I started seeing the word locust everywhere. Um, I went to Best Buy to clean off my laptop so I can sell it. 
and I remember taking a left on Locust Street. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of weird. I just read that Bible verse that talks about the Locust Army. And then I went on with my life. And that same day, I went to the gym, doing my thing, lifting my weights, glance at the TV, and there's another <laughs> street sign on the TV, Locust Street. And I was like, like that's pretty crazy to see Locust Street two times in one day, weird. So um, it was maybe that night or the next night I was feeling a little bit anxious. So I decided to just flip through my Bible and just read whatever came up. And I started seeing the word locust again throughout the Bible, or at least on the pages that I was turning to. Um, so that really stood out to me. And then I was noticing at that point, like, okay, the word locust is popping up everywhere. And I wrote about it in my journal. And then I wanted, you know, a couple days later, I wanted to listen to vintage gospel music just because I love the way the oldies sound and it's just a great way to worship without having to listen to like the Tabernacle Choir. I know that's more my thing. I can't think of anything else, but I wanted some like actual good music that is still God-centered. So I typed in a Google vintage worship music and the first one that popped up was some worship music from Locust Hollow Gospel. And I was like, what? What is this trying to tell me? So I posted about it in this Facebook page for the Grow community. And people gave their input and it was great. And then I kind of went on with my life. So I didn't see locust really anymore but i did see that there are locust swarms and plagues um of locusts going on around the world right now um so i'm looking at my post from the grow community and uh, um there are articles one of them the title is how war threatens ethiopia's Ethiopia's struggle against the worst locust swarm in 25 years. As surveillance and spraying operations cease due to conflict, there are fears the existing food crisis could worsen. And there's another one that says, the Lutheran World Federation, together with other partners working in the East and Horn of Africa region, is calling for anticipatory measures to fortify to fortify communities against the next locust plague, the next swarm of locusts, which is expected to arrive in November or December this year. God sent locust plagues in the Bible and they're happening now, the worst in 25 years, right? So another little story is I, you know, I'm working with my uncle. He has this ministry and he really has this strong vision and mission to open a ranch for neglected and abused youth. Um, specifically, we're thinking transitional age youth. So the people who are 18 to maybe 21, maybe to 23 years old who are transitioning out of the foster care system and are completely alone, have nowhere to go. It's a lot harder for them to find jobs. You know, they have a really rough time. So my uncle is in town right now from California, and we've just been working on really, you know, getting our mission down, our focus down, getting some content made, 
um, and just spreading the word and helping this mission grow. So he he grew up Catholic and he has been saved. And my dad is still in the LDS church. So there's a little bit of conflict because, you know, I left the LDS church. My uncle doesn't believe in it. Um, and my dad does. But my whole, the whole Palika family is such deep truth seekers that it's like, unless we really, really feel confident about something, we're not going to stop searching. So I feel like maybe my dad is searching. Don't totally know, you know, whatever his journey is works for him. But we've been discussing or arguing um, our beliefs and our interpretations of the Bible and the Trinity and, you know, was, is God a community? Is God plural? Or was Christ a different being? Was Christ a God and there's the God? You know, that's something that my dad has talked about. And it was just getting really difficult and confusing for me because I started having all of these questions and confusions and it was like, I, you know, I'm so new to this. Of course I want to say this is right. This is the thing. Like, I believe I have faith, but again, I am so new that I do doubt myself, especially when people around me are doubting me. And it's like, well, I'm so new. I don't, I don't totally know that I'm correct and I don't want to push these beliefs on you when they're brand new to me and I could have things twisted or I could be misunderstanding, you know? So I was feeling very frustrated and confused about why are there so many Christian denominations if they all believe in the same book? Why do people think they've gotten confirmation from God yet their confirmation is leading them separate ways? Why does God's word cause confusion or division? Are people actually getting godly confirmation or are we following our own thoughts and our own senses? Why do people say that believing in Christ is all you need, but then add on that, oh, you also have to be baptized or else it doesn't really work? You know, all of these things were really just giving me anxiety because I don't know. I don't know. So that night I went to bed and I was just praying and pleading with God that You know, if I could just be shown, truly shown, so I could really know, I would devote my life to him. 1,000%. Like, that's all I want to do, is I want to devote my life to the truth. And, because like right now, I act as this missionary, but totally not in my fullness, because I have doubt, and I have questions, and I have confusions. And it can be hard for me to bypass the fear of man, because... Yeah, if I'm being honest with myself, I don't know that these things I'm preaching are true because I'm still so new. So I was just pleading with the Lord, like, please, if I could just know and to know you, I would be such a better missionary. And I just begged him to reveal himself and to help me understand. And I brought him all of my questions. And then, you know, my room is dark. I'm in bed, like trying to go to sleep. And I just get the prompting to grab my Bible And to let it fall open to any page, put my finger down, and go from there. And, you know, that's whatever I land on is what God is trying to communicate to me. So I do that. And I open my book, and I put my finger down. And it lands right here. The Day of the Lord. And this is a study Bible, so it's got, like, commentary and stuff. 
<laughs> but the day of the Lord, it's in Joel, the book of Joel, the same one with the locust plagues. And I was like, of course, of course, God is bringing me back to the locust plagues. And I was like, I didn't read this full scripture last time. So I'm going to read the whole book. I think it's like three chapters. I'm going to read the whole book so I understand the context and I understand what it's saying. So I took the time to read around and really what I was getting is, you know, I still get doubt and I'm afraid to prophesy because it's like, I don't know if I know, but what I'm getting from these stories of locusts and the plagues and the context around it is that God is pointing me to the book of Joel because it describes exactly what we're going through and what is needed from us, which three things are coming up for me. One, the warning of destruction, dark days, dark days, judgment. Two, the call to repentance, returning to your life source, turning from sin, and three, beautiful and magnificent restoration afterward. So again, I know that there are locust plagues happening around the world right now. And um, I'm gonna read you a couple of verses, but um, so just a little overview from the commentary. The day of the Lord, um, it first appeared in the prophecy of Amos but it didn't originate with him. He was correcting a popular misunderstanding that the Israelites already held, which was that the day of the Lord would be a joyous day of salvation. Uh, but Amos was warning that the day of the Lord would not be light, but it would be darkness, for they were in rebellion against the Lord. Joel, interpreting the locust plague, saw the plague as a sign that the day of the Lord was near and that God was judging the people of Judah and Jerusalem for their sins. Their only proper response was to gather in the temple and repent. In the second half of the book, however, he does foretell of a day of the Lord yet to come. At that time, God would pour out his spirit on Israel. He would restore his repentant people, vindicate them, and punish the nations that had oppressed them. Okay? Think of all the people being oppressed right now, put into lockdowns, wicked, sinful nations. So it's a day of judgment for all who rebel against God, including sinful Israelites, but also a day of salvation for those who listen to the words of the prophets and have turned to the Lord. Whew. So... Even in this book of Joel, it includes the judgment of the sinful Israelites, which in my mind, this was like God answering my question about all these different denominations and these different rules and legalities and these lukewarm Christians who are so self-confident in what they're doing that, you know, they're kind of just doing their own thing. They're teaching their own interpretations and there's all these different denominations and it's like, they might not really be actually listening to the word of the Lord, but they're just so self-confident that I am a person of God and God's going to look at them and be like, bruh, not quite, you know? <laughs> so 
there were some verses that stuck out to me. Let's see. I'll just go through because I underlined them. Um, so, two. Sorry, sometimes the study Bible gets confusing. But it's talking about a devastating locust plague. Hear this, you leaders of the people. Listen, all who live in the land. In all your history, has anything like this happened before? Blah, 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 blah. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep. Wail, all you wine drinkers. All the grapes are ruined and your sweet wine is gone. A vast army of locusts has invaded my land. A terrible army, too numerous to count. Its teeth are like lion's teeth, its fangs like those of a lioness. And locusts basically destroy crops. So they come through, they eat and destroy everything and you're left with nothing. So yeah, chapter two, locusts invade like an army. Sound the trumpet in Jerusalem, raise the alarm on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. It is a day of darkness and gloom. And it goes on. And in the, I also underlined some of the commentary. And this is talking about how the priests were to lead the people in uh, rituals of, or rites of mourning at the temple. And it says their outward actions must be matched by authentic inward change. The locust plague was not simply a natural event, but a sign that the day of the Lord was near. The people's only recourse was to turn to the sovereign Lord of heaven and earth and appeal to his goodness. He alone could reverse their desperate situation. Think they had zero food, nothing to eat. Um, and then it says, all creation suffers because of human sin. Um, and then... About chapter two, there's also another commentary that's saying, in chapter one, this plague is in the past, whereas in this section, the verb tenses seem to depict it as a future event, warning of yet another locust plague. Uh, other commentators understand this passage as an apocalyptic description of the coming day of the Lord. Okay. And then it says, behind them... Nothing but desolation. No, not one thing escapes. Fear grips all the people. Every face grows pale with terror. They break through defenses without missing a step. The Lord is at the head of the column, which literally means um, the Lord utters his, vo his voice before the army. So it's like this, this plague of locusts is led by the Lord. And this is his mighty army, and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is an awesome, terrible thing. Who can possibly survive? Which goes into the next part, which is a call to repentance. It says, that is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Turn to the Lord now while there is time. Give him your heart. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. The heart journey is such a big part of turning to Christ and following him 
churches don't really talk about it, but it's about the heart journey. Where is your heart? Are you giving your heart to the Lord? Okay, and then it says, don't let your special possession become an object of mockery. Don't let them become a joke for unbelieving foreigners who say, has the God of Israel left them? So this is talking about your special possession, God's people, his special people. Don't let them become an object of mockery. You know, people who don't believe in God are going to look at the God believers and see them going through this destruction and this pain and mock them. Because it's like, oh, did your God leave you? Ha ha ha. That's what they're talking about. And then it comes to the future restoration and hope. The Lord's promise of restoration. Then the Lord will pity his people and jealously guard the honor of his land. The Lord will reply, look, I am sending you grain and new wine and olive oil, enough to satisfy your needs. You will no longer be an object of mockery among the surrounding nations. Okay. Leaders of the nations these days, Satan's pawns. You know, you hear about the satanic pedophiles. It's not a joke. It's not a conspiracy theory. They worship Baal and Molech, the gods in the Bible of child sacrifice. Okay. That's why people... Children are getting trafficked. That's why there's organ harvesting. That's why abortion is being pushed so heavily. Wow, do I look like a preacher right now? <laughs> I just noticed the turtleneck and everything. Sorry. So it goes on. Um, the Lord says, this is verse 25. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost to the swarming locusts, the hopping locusts. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Once again, you will have all the food you want and you will praise the Lord your God who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then you will know that I am among my people Israel, that I am the Lord your God and there is no other. And this was God answering my prayers. And I said, I want to know you, Lord. Please let me know you. How can I know you? Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be disgraced. Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. And you know, I don't think this is talking just about only men can do this. But yeah, people are dreaming dreams. People are having visions. People are prophesying. People like me who didn't have any faith in the Lord until May of this year, 2020, when the, the, the trap was put out against all people in a second across the entire world, this pandemic. You know, I shared brother dude marty's video talking about this please go watch it because he's so good at explaining and it continues verse 32 oh oh actually i'm going to read this part verse 31 the sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and terrible day of the lord arrives 32 but everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved and that was another answer to my prayers 
was that why do people say, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you'll be saved? Oh, but you also have to get baptized, you know, because I was thinking, I accepted Christ, I'm saved, this is awesome. And then people were telling me, well, but did you get baptized? And I was like, wait, I was under the understanding that all you have to do is accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then I started to get fearful. So I was praying, like, please, God, let me know. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Judgment against enemy nations is next. Um, At the time of those events, says the Lord, when I restore the prosperity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will gather the armies of the world into the valley of Jehoshaphat. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Basically, it means the valley of God's judgment. There I will judge them for harming my people, my special possession, for scattering my people among the nations and for dividing up my land. Listen to this. They threw dice to decide which of my people would be their slaves. Human trafficking. They traded boys to obtain prostitutes and sold girls for enough wine to get drunk. Human trafficking. Satanic pedophilia cults. Politicians, corruption. United Nations, Haiti, the Clinton Foundation, all of the above. Um, And in the commentary, it says, the sins of the nations include exiling God's covenant people and victimizing helpless boys and girls in an inhuman slave trade. Okay, that's what woke me up in the first place, was learning about human trafficking and the sacrifice to Moloch. And yes, it is people like Hillary Clinton, Jeffrey Epstein, People in the FBI, the CIA, I share survivors' stories. Please look at them and listen to them because it all connects together. Na 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 na. Blessings for God's people. Chapter 3, verse 17. Then you will know that I, the Lord your God, live in Zion, my holy mountain. Jerusalem will be holy forever, and foreign armies will never conquer her again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's commentary on this verse that says, then you will know. Commentary on that part saying, God's ultimate purpose is that his people should know him and share his holy character. Answer to my prayer. I want to share the Lord like nothing else in the world. I want heaven on earth. I understand now how that happens. That's my calling and my mission. And I know that people might think I look crazy or that I'm not cool anymore because I love Jesus and I'm talking about the Bible on Instagram where it's supposed to be about clout and likes. I don't care because... God's ultimate purpose is that his people should know him and share his holy character. They must learn that he alone is God and that he reigns over all creation. And then another um, scripture commentary says, God's people in every generation rest secure in the hope that his kingdom will reign over heaven and earth. Heaven on earth, baby. It's all I've been dreaming of for years now. So, yeah, all of that to continue to say. 
you know, this was for me. I asked to know him so that I can share him. And it turns out all he wants is for people to know him and share him. Like, who knew? Beautiful, perfect. I'm a missionary now. Um, and the other one is, yes, the warning of destruction. I do feel, along with so many other people, so many other Christians with the eyes to see and ears to hear, the day of the Lord is near. And I along with everyone else, will know that he is the Lord your God, our God. But it's a warning, a warning of destruction and terror. And, you know, we could have four years of grace where I would love nothing more than to spend those four years preaching the gospel and saving souls, but we might not get that. So that's where the second warning is to repent the call to repentance to please turn from sin and to open your heart and to get rid of your pride in your self-sufficiency and submit yourself to god put your head put your face on the floor and worship god repent return to your life source and after all is said and done he will restore the people who called on his name and provide for them and heaven will be on earth so this leads back into um, Caitlin Pasternak, who she went from New Age to Jesus, and I thought she was insane at first, and then she shared a video by a Christian. His name on Instagram is Love Already One. I always talk about these two because they were what brought me home. And Caitlin, I know she feels what I'm feeling now because she posted on Instagram the other day. Fire is beginning to well up within me. In all caps, this has gone far enough. If you haven't cried out to God, asking to be brought to the truth, which is his son, Jesus Christ, now is the time. If you've been saved, start taking more time to worship and pray for the kingdom of God to be anchored on this planet and for every lost soul to come home so we can bring glory to this nation and dissolve every adversity in the name of Jesus. Rise. We do not need to change this world. We need to repent. In all caps, repent. God turns the lights on. God brings the judgment. God brings the redemption. We, the people, need only to believe in his son, Jesus Christ, and repent in all caps, repent for our wrongdoings and false thinking so we can become a people of God. If you're triggered, explore it. To repent is to return to God. Your own judgment of you being a good person is not enough. You need, in all caps, need God's vision and grace to get through this. Stop playing with eternity and turn your eyes upon the only king, the only true king, Jesus, so he can protect and purify you. It's time. And that's all I have for today. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you feel this in your soul. Let me know if you've been deeply convicted. Let me know how you're repenting, how you're praying, what you're praying for. 
prophesy. You know, open your eyes and your ears and let the Spirit fill you and prophesy what He tells you because now is the time. And I prophesy that the false prophets will fall. The media, the most heavily anointed false prophet of our time, will fall. That the mind control and the manipulation and conditioning will break. That the matrix will fall apart at the seams. In Jesus' name. Okay, love you all. God bless. May he be with you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you absolutely loved it and that you got some really good things out of it to apply in your own life. If you want to hear more, I'm really active on Instagram. My username is Madison Palika. I'm also on YouTube and Facebook, both under Madison Palika. So hit me up there. I would love to schedule a mentoring session with you or talk to you about course options. I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear what you think about this podcast. Again, I love you. Thanks so much and have the best day ever.